Welcome to the Dungeons and Gatherers podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the second part and conclusion to Shem Shime's bedtime rhyme. If you haven't heard the first part yet, go ahead and check that out, but here's a little recap of what happened last time. Our four adventurers, Jin, Quackadilly, Gwyneth, and Wind, all came to the Firefly Cellar for it is a place of lodging within the Candlekeep Library itself. They all enjoyed a night, but woke up to a strange melody they were humming. They couldn't stop. Varnir the Avowed decided to lock the place up, for it was a curse that they were singing, an ancient one. Varnir has asked the party to be able to look into this, for if they do not figure out the cause of this, they will have to stay there for eternity, because they cannot allow the curse to seep out into the rest of the world. Ebder, one of the other avowed, pointed the party in the direction of Scriptatorium, saying that Crinkle, a Kenku janitor, has been doing mysterious stuff back there. Not only did they find lyrics etched into the wall, they found a skull that began to sing those very lyrics. Ebder is then found paralyzed in his chair. His daughter Galeby runs up to try to figure out what is going on. Thankfully, Gwyneth is able to calm her down, and the situation is found that he is okay. However, the singing continues. The party continues their search until Catula, a tabaxi researcher, begins to bolt for the door to escape. Let's see what Jin does. Oh no, the lock that's keeping us in here. <laughs> I get 80 feet of movement if I take a dash action. Holy shit! Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna definitely catch up to Catula. Um, what will you try to do? Well, first I want to interpose myself between Catula and the door. All right, very good. I will say because of your speed, before she's even able to get to the place where she can go up to the first floor, you are able to put yourself in her way. I do require some kind of grapple um, if you're trying to, like, punch her, if you're trying to trip her. What, what do you think you're... What do you think they're doing? I think I'm mostly just trying to, like, grab Catula's shoulders... And I know I'm, like, still singing, but I'd be like, You have to calm down. We're going to figure it out. Right, give me, give me a check. I'm trying to be comforting, but it's still very creepy because I'm clearly still singing. I will say, if you're trying to do persuasion, I will have that at disadvantage, but otherwise, if it's physical. Oh, I don't need any help to be bad. No, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm basically trying to hold, Great. hold yeah. the tool give me down. that, give me that grapple then. It's a flat roll, balling the, oh, that is a 12. Ooh, lucky. Okay, alright then. Um, yeah, you are able to grab her. She is still kicking, though, and is like, Vanir, open the door! Open the damn door! I, can, I cannot take this anymore! Can I, like, try and press some pressure points to try and make her pass out? I require a medicine check first. Do it! That I can do. Damn it, that's in that one. You do go to her neck, but you just punch it? Can I get a damage die for that? Oh, it's only a d4. Don't worry, child. That is going to be five damage. Yeah. What the hell did you do that? What was that about? I was just trying to get you to calm down. And you cannot. You cannot. Squirming, so it ended up being more painful. You cannot calm me down when you are singing like that, especially when you are punching my neck. Okay. Just open, Vanir. Open the door. Open the door, please. Can I true strike the door, please? God damn you. I mean, it's a door. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. It is a hatch door. But I don't see its defenses. There are there are any none. magical defenses? <laughs> Sorry, if Catula's still gonna try and struggle, I'm just gonna knock her out with my fist. Alright then. Uh, just gonna take give her me down. Attack roll. That is a 16. Yeah, that's gonna hit. I'm so sorry. Oh, that one's only three damage. Should I keep going? I have a bonus. I will action. say, I'm gonna require an intelligence saving throw from Quackadilly. Ew. 
I know, right? Oh! Oh my gosh, I'm not used to being so smart. Um, that was almost really bad, and then it was just okay. That was a 10. Can I use one of my luck points to re-roll that? Oh, that's much better. That's 23. You were intrigued by the oyster that was I on Tula's desk. Okay, I'm singing, and I'm just gonna run she down. She needs her like stress toy. Yes, I. Her, she needs her fidget spinner. Still singing, but I'm gonna run downstairs to go get the oyster. Gwyneth is gonna clock what's happening and um, is going to pull out just a crystal, and she's gonna put it around this woman's neck and say. This will help keep you calm. Like, here's your stress toy. Maybe this will help. Thank you. I'm sorry. This is too much. to the best of us. I'm also sorry for hitting you. I I understand. There was a little bit of a pain back there. Just, it is so much to just constantly hear this maddening singing, even from you right now trying to comfort me. Uh, Na, 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 (laughs) na. Gwen is going to cover Jin's mouth. (laughs) From all that excitement, you'll notice that Everyone is now within this room that you are at. Both Crinkle and Galeby, um, everyone is now up in this room hearing that huge commotion from the uh, tabaxi. Well, now that everyone's here, we clearly don't have much time. But for those who know the library more, is there a floor below what we were told? Varnier begins to speak up. Well, the only, the only floor is where you... Where you all slept and where the kitchen is, that is that is the lower level that we have. No. Because we're on the second floor right now, yes. right? Yes. You entered um, where I was working originally, and then you came down here, and then below this is the, uh, the rooms in which you sleep, a couple of other rooms, and the kitchen. No, something goes deeper. Would there be any place you'd know I'm of? sorry, that is as deep as it goes in the Firefly Cellar. We could certainly look through the our sleeping quarters maybe we will find i would also invite that there are other rooms down there perhaps there could be something in one of them i agree let's go check those out just let me know when i get to make a con save to not sing it i was about to ask for a con save from everyone. Oh, amazing <laughs> am i technically protected against it for the meanwhile so i'll say that all of that happened within the 10 minute time but after this i'll say that you are you are out of protection from good I got a 12. Oh, I got a dirty 20. Same as last time, I got a five. Wind and um, Jin, you are completely unaffected. However, the singing skull that's being carried with you, Quackadilly, it's too intoxicating. You cannot help yourself from singing the words to this song. It is just way too, it's so good, right? You know, it's just something about it, yeah. That's top 40 material for sure. <laughs> it's got solid like 72 energy for me. <laughs> And we are on the list of top 100 songs of the year 14, whatever this is. Let's go to number 72, Shem Shime Rhyme. <laughs> Da-na-na-na. Da-na. Oh, I thought it turned into the Frug uh, for a second there. And I'm Casey Kasem. Oh, I'm thinking of Thank you for our radio and um, music theater jokes we just had there. Hopefully everyone is still tuning in after that. Please come back. So as you head down, there's the kitchen that you came in through. And then from there, you notice that there are three rooms to the right of you, three rooms to the left, and one straight ahead. Two of them to the right were one that you slept in where the tabaxi slept, and one to the left was another room which you guys slept. Should we each go in one room or sort of spread out? So you're hoping to go into the room where you slept with the painting in it? Yes, I think Gwyneth wants to go into 
that painting room just to see if any of the paintings depict what's in the rhyme. Jin, where are you going exactly? Yeah, so I'm going into the middle room, like not left or right, I'm going straight ahead. You notice that straight ahead, the room that lies before you has a giant padlock on it. Who has the key to this door? Hmm? Maybe we should save that one until the after we check the other one. Okay. I require an investigation check from Gwyneth then. 22. We are rolling hot tonight, except for when we attacked that first padlock. That was a bit weak sauce. <laughs> that was embarrassing. You notice that the painting is absolutely normal. There is nothing special to it whatsoever. Okay. Other than the artistry. Yeah, who signed the painting? <laughs> it is signed by... Navio. <laughs> Navio. Fuck. Uh, the very handsome gnome Navio uh, did a great job. Is that cross hatching I detect? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The chiaroscuro is very elegant. Ooh, nice. <laughs> no, I did that one. I remember one thing from my sophomore history class about the Renaissance. If the fireflies could cricket, that's exactly what they're doing. <laughs> did you say there was a kitchen down here? There is. By the way, I will say at this point, the fireflies are now not flickering on and off and on and off. They are now on, but the room is its still very cold where you are. Let me know when the fireflies turn red. That's when I'll really know to freak out. You got it. Um, You're going to the kitchen? Yes. There's a bunch of iron pots lying around. There's a well-stocked pantry in the corner. Uh, and there's pots hanging above a metal sink. You see um, a little spot where an open flame could light. Do I need to like roll to investigate or is it pretty clear that the kitchen is normal? My answer to that is you could roll an investigation check. You know, I'll just, why don't I roll an investigation check, Josh? Um, well, with a natural one, I bet I'm going to learn a lot. Honestly, you're going around and you're trying to look for things and the pots are kind of banging against you. You take one point of bludgeoning damage as you're trying to, like, scud the two pots. Pots are kind of banging on your head and such. It's not pleasant. Well, okay, I am going to take one of the pots and hold it because I've read a lot of adventure stories and I know that, uh unexpected adventurers often succeed with a pot as a weapon. So I'm going to hold one as I continue to search the basement floor. A frying pan, you might say. Do you mean Tangled? I was going to say, did Quackadilly yeah. read Walter Disney's Tangled, the old novel of the Forgotten Realms? Yes. Yes, that scroll. That animated <laughs> that scroll. That animated scroll. <laughs> the illuminated scroll. Yeah. Mm. Yes. With um the likeness of Zachariah Levi. It's true. There also was a tale about a halfling named, oh, what was it? It was like Gamwise Samji, and he <laughs> carried around a pan. <laughs> also oh. very successfully. These are excellent citations. I feel like we're not citing our sources here. <laughs> I'd like to check out the little girl's room. Not the bathroom. <laughs> um, I, I mean, <laughs> I was like, it has to be. Can we go somewhere? Let's go. Hey, Way let's go. The let's realism go. Alive. No, the room, the room that the little girl was playing in. <laughs> Very good. You actually see Gail B and the Kenku entering into that room. I don't trust you. No. Um. Would someone like to go in this room with me? That's not just the bird. Yep, pot rings. Gwyneth will come along. No offense, friend. Toys are scattered on an unmade bed and piles of clothes obscure all but a few. I close the door there. and walk out. All right, there we go. <laughs> uh, you, you leave her in there. I'm kidding. You do a fake like, ah, gotcha. Above a writing desk in the corner dangles a dragon marionette made of brass and wood. 
With wings of canvas dyed red, a round firefly lamp hangs in the opposite corner of the room. Uh, Galeby is currently in the middle of the room, drawing pictures on various pieces of parchment. No. I won't lie, they are a little unsettling. As they explain here, loud colored paints and styled childlike. But they're very weird images. Uh, you can see like one image is of a man who has feet severed, and there's another one of a boy drowning. This is oh. amazing. <laughs> Gelby, could you please leave? Could you stop doing what you're doing and please leave? I'm I'm just drawing. Oh, God. With the impulse that there might be some other kind of force around, Gwyneth is going to cast Sea Invisibility. For the next hour, she will be able to see invisible creatures and objects if they were visible and into the ethereal plane. So I will see ethereal creatures and objects as well. That is noted. Thank you. Dope as heck. So, um, does Jin have enough knowledge of Kenku to know that they just repeat things, or is that I was about Aaron? to, I was about to ask. Yeah, I mean, you, I would ask for his. Can I roll like a, yeah. a history yeah. check? Yeah. Oh no, that's a big old eight. It's weird that the Kenku is repeating you. Maybe that's a style of speech you don't. Know. It's like a fun, flirty. Yeah, it, it seems weird for it to be just like a weird form of flattery. There's something up with the fact that the Kenku only repeats what you've heard. Anybody else think there's something weird with the bird person? Weird with the bird person? Hey! Crinkle's here! Okay, thank you. I didn't hear Crinkle enter. Oh my god. Otherwise known as... Shemshime. <laughs> <laughs> An accusation! I'm playing Clue now. Yeah. It was Crinkle with the food It was Shemshime in the in little the girl's room. <laughs> um, I understand you're just drawing, but you're really freaking me out right now. Can't you tell? She begins to sing the song. No, damn it. All to hell. Can I see, just investigate other places in the room just to see if there's anything up? Yeah, you could, you could investigate. I will say with your sea invisibility, you don't see anything. I slowly raise my quarterstaff above Gilby's head. Oh my god. That's only an 11. Oh, sorry. Her name is Crinkle. Uh, yeah, no, you don't see anything out of the ordinary. Just a bunch of toys. Um, I will say the drawings are weirdly familiar. They look like the poem. I want to see what she's drawing with. It's just crayons. It's very medieval style crayons. You know, like they had in the olden days. Ah, yes. Wax writing utensils. Vibrant hues. <laughs> I was about to say, like, <laughs> did kids back in the day draw with quills? I didn't think so. Like, they gotta have, like, well, wax And they didn't, probably didn't right? have as many colors, so it was just Grayola. <laughs> oh, Grayola. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna cast another round of protection from evil and good on the kiddo to see if I can save her from whatever's possessing her. This is the litmus test, y'all. If I cast this, and I don't know, if she's still being creepy, then we kill her. But if she stops, then we know she's just a normal kid, okay? The quarterstaff is raised. We're not killing this little girl. If she's a demon. <laughs> I know. She stops singing, but she continues drawing. Galby. I have a question for you, little girl. Yeah? What's up? Do you have any other toys that aren't, like, in this room that you might have found that weren't yours to start, but they're yours now? I don't think so. Damn it. That was a, that was a good one. <laughs> Aha! I was like, oh, crack the case! Yeah, fuck you, Galby! Can I do an insight check on this girl? Um, yeah, you can do an insight check. Oh, how's an 18 sound? She seems like the girl to you who would lie to get out of trouble. She seems to be a troublemaker. But in this case, it is just very disturbing imagery and you don't see any lie or thing she's trying to cover up. 
Who taught you this song? I don't know. I think the curse naturally imbued the lyrics and the tune into our head. That wizard over there, the quackadilly one, she's singing it. I want to kneel down next to the girl and I'm going to be like, Hey buddy, um, how long have you and your dad been here? 600 years. <laughs> 600 long years. No, no, no. Um, uh, I've been down here at least as long as I could remember. Uh, I always remember my dad just scuffling through things, and I know that he looks kind of old, but he's really not that old. Don't let the gray confuse you. So as long as I remember. As we're having this conversation, um, I think Gwyneth has been quietly casting Detect Magic as a ritual. Noted. Gilby will continue with, um, don't mention that I called my father old, uh, but he probably knows what happened beforehand. I don't know much before the cellar, but my dad is the smartest person I know, so perhaps you could ask him the questions. He probably will have an answer for you, I would say. Nothing gets by him. He did also start screaming that one time. Well, that was really scary. Yeah, he was like paralyzed, it looked like. I, I got, I don't know what happened. Oh, he was fine. There was nothing wrong with okay. him. Okay, that's good. I mean, I, he's he's the smartest person I know. I mean, my father's probably the smartest. So you should talk to him, probably. I don't know. Are there any secrets down here that you know about? No. Do you make any secret friends? Go to any secret rooms? Secret passageways? This is just a, a dusty old library. Well, this is all lovely and very creepy, but I'm going to go now. Has Detect Magic kicked in yet? I'll say as you're walking out, it does. I mean, you could clearly tell that there's like an essence of some kind of undead magic. Anyone who's singing it has that essence around them. So as Detect Magic kicks in and I'm seeing the auras, just gonna float into the other rooms, see if there's anything there. As you go through, let's see, there's a couple rooms here. You have Ebder's room that you see is able to open. And there's also Varnir's room that also opens. Does Ebder have creepy drawings from his kid, or were the other drawings more normal? This sparse bedroom is tidy, apart from a clay bowl containing the remnants of a particularly vinegary meal resting on a large trunk. Ew. Uh, all that you see around is a heavy wool coat, avowed robes, uh, there's a bed, a small round table, a rickety chair, a mirror hanging above a wash basin, a round woven green rug with gray fringe covers the floor. What's behind the mirror? Uh, you move the mirror aside and you do not see anything behind the mirror. What's under the rug? You pick up the rug and you don't see anything underneath the There's rug. There's no floor? That's crazy. <laughs> So if you want to do an investigation or perception check to see if there's anything suspicious, you can. 18. Natural 20. Wow. You look into the bed. You see an ornate circular box decorated with silver filigree. Inside the box, if you wish to open it. What's in the box? <laughs> inside the box, the small glass figurine of a woman fixed to a wooden stand and a post meant to hold a ring, though the ring is missing. In the bed? Yeah. Does this have magic on it? I couldn't help but notice you've got that magic look in your eyes, Gwyneth. She's slightly glazed over, yes. Do you notice that there is nothing magical about this box? It seems as though it has much importance, but there is nothing magical on it. However, I will say, can I get a perception check from everybody? Oh, why'd you have to accelerate when you said yeah. that? It made me so scared. That's what we're here to do. We're here to spook people. 19. 21. 1. 
Honestly, the box is just so... You love the filigree. What wonderful craftsmanship. When you ask the question, is there anything magical, Gwyneth just runs her slender fingers over and goes, nothing more to it but sentimentality. The air around you feels thick, presses in on you from all sides, prickling your nerves. Your muscles twitch as though something is yanking on them with invisible strings. This is fun because I get to play a game of chance between all of you. So let's, um... What? Let's have dice decide your fate. Rachel? Aaron? I require both of you to make a charisma saving throw for me. But I get a minus two! Aha! I would like to use portent here. Okay, And use my 18 roll. I have never needed a nat 20 more in my entire life. Do it, buddy. Oh, that's a 16, so that's a 14 total. Minus two, baby. You first hear the sounds of a padlock and then a door slamming. After that, you feel the magic around you, Gwyneth, but you're able to shake off this creeping feeling. But Jin, sadly, the song creeps into your head so much you no longer feel control of yourself, and you lash out and attack. I wonder who was nearest you. I guess since since Gwyneth was looking at the box, you will attack her. I am so sorry. So I require an attack roll from... Uh, oh, no. I'm catch these hands. I'm so squishy. Oh, it's all right. I rolled a four. Oh, yay. That'll miss. You are completely aware of what is happening right now, Jim, but you have no control over your body whatsoever. Oh, I am so sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> so I do require an initiative roll. Oh, all right, friends. 25 to 20. 20 to 15. 15. Uh, 15 to 10. 14. 13. Okay, so Hadrian. Um, no. No. Hadrian. Wow. Hey, we play another game and I really fucked that up. Uh, Wind, Jin, Quackadilly, then Gwyneth. All right, Wind, you are up first. You just saw Jin attack Gwyneth. I'm so sorry. Oh, man. Well, so I basically want to do all this as non-lethal damage, right? Yeah, that's fair. I guess I'm going to try and shoot him with my bow, but like non-lethal. Can I? I don't even know how to do this. In the leg, in the arm, in the shoulder. Make an attack roll. 17. All right, Josh, here's my question for you. Yeah, what's up? How good do I have to be as a bad guy? Basically, you are attempting to harm others right now. Cool, so I'm going to deflect missiles then. So roll damage, Brian, okay. right? That will yeah. hit. It's going to be 10. I only deflect six of that. Is that the end of your turn? Yes. All right. You know what I love? I don't have to keep track of HP, which is the best. Uh, that'll bring us next to Jin. What would you like me to do? I would like you to attack whoever's closest to you. I'm still going to color that as that being Gwyneth. All right. That's a 22. That'll hit. All right. Roll for damage. That's only three. Would you like me oh, to yeah, keep definitely. going? Would you like me to spend a key point? Just a bonus action, I think. Yeah, I think that works for me. Just another fist. That's an 18. That will hit. All right, roll for damage. That's six. You knock pop, pop. two blows into Gwyneth, dealing damage to her side, and then one in the chest. Uh, I'm very sorry. Because it's the end of your turn, Jen, I will allow you to try to redo the charisma saving throw. This is never going to happen. Well, <laughs> Gwyneth is going to realize that this is the moment, and she's going to grab Jin's hands utilizing portents and a 17. Well then, 
Oh. You are very lucky. The second that Gwyneth's hand touches Jin's, their body becomes theirs again, and they no longer feel this weird presence controlling them. I love you. I mean... <laughs> we all say very strange things when the future comes to the present moment. I saw death. You turn to the doorway of Ebdar's room, and you see Galebi appear in the doorway. She has blood spattered on her face and down the front of her clothing. She's shaking and with wide eyes, she holds this large square book that has blood on the corner of the metal spine. Is there anything coming from the book that I can feel, see? This is dark. So it's a bad book, yeah. very evil book. Gilby, I need you to set that down on the floor and I need you to step away. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hit her. I didn't. We believe you. I just need you to put that book down and come to me. And Gwyneth's going to hold out her hand. Uh, give me a persuasion check for the hell of it. Nat 20. Why are there so many tonight? <laughs> she drops the book in front of you and then begins to walk back from it. Thank you. I want my father. I want my father. Stay here with us for right now. Okay, okay. Before you, you see a book that reads... Shem Shime's Bedtime Rhyme. The most fascinating thing about it is that there's a music box almost built into this book. Is there a ring that is the wind-up, perchance? Um, give me an investigation check on that. Like Anastasia's in a Dancing Bears, Shem Shime. No. <laughs> um, that was only a 10. Someone want to help me out? Are we doing perception or investigation? I did investigation. Can I roll perception? Investigation, Jin. 17. You don't see any place where a ring would fit. It does seem like the music box is broken from a um, investigation check, and it looks like it needs repair. Does this look broken, or is it just me? No, it looks really broken. Like, for real. Do we need to fix it to finish the rhyme? Or do we need to smash the crap out of it? I'm wondering, should we destroy this the book? This is dark, dark magic. Don't, don't smash it. I think, I, I really think to stop him, you need to fix it. I think we need to finish the song. Where do you get that idea from? My, my drawings. It clearly, clearly he needs to be drawn out to be able to defeat him. Well, I, I don't know. I just, I have this feeling that, 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 that to finish him, you have to, you have to fix it. I'm gonna do an inside check. I ain't being tricked by no yeah, little girl. We don't trust a girl with a bloody dress. No little girl's <laughs> tricking me today. That's a 19. She's truthful. She's horrified. As fucked up as this whole thing is, I really think she's telling the truth. I think uh, this would be a good moment to cast Identify again because I'll be able to learn its properties and how to use them. You notice that this is completely a mechanical problem. This is not magically fixing it. You need mechanical means to fix the problem that exists. This is Shemshime's bedtime rhyme. This is where every problem, every magical essence is emanating from with strength. Does it feel like if we read the book, it would curse us and control our minds and we would kill people or... She's right. We do need to fix it. But this is not a magical fix. I can't help here. This is strictly mechanical. What about, um, that woman that I tried to knock out? Yes, she had her clockwork oyster. Can we check out Catula's room to see if she had any other clockworking tools? You could run over. Uh, I could, I would require an investigation check. 
I will give the help action to my friend. Aha! 25. Nah, there ain't shit in there. <laughs> well, God damn it. Gwyneth is going to skirt around the book and visit the last room on the floor that we have yet to see. Yeah, Varnier's room. When you open it, uh, this is Varnier's room. The, this bedroom could be another wing of the library for all the books packed into the shelves that line the walls. Uh, two five-foot-tall candlesticks in the middle of the room have a magical flame flickering atop them. A, a welcome reprieve from the relatively dim light of the firefly lamps. Uh, I would just like to scan the room just to see if there's anything helpful. Jacket. Can I see that book for a second? I'm just really curious about it. Rachel, uh, you don't see anything except like a green armoire. So she's going to walk back to the main room with a book, having heard what Wind said. Are you any good with mechanics? Not really, but I have I have read some things. Give me some dexterity checks. Yeah, I'd love to help. Well, I got a 14. I will say you see a peg that's askew but you're not able to fix it. Can I get an intelligence saving throw from you? Sure. Ouch. So that's a 10. I'm gonna spend a luck point to see if I can get a better dice roll for wind. Okay. That was a seven, so no. All right then. You feel um a maddening whisper hit your head as you try to fix the book and you take eight points of psychic damage. Can I try? I want to try and fix it too. Okay, I'm going to give Dilly the help action. Okay. Okay, so 18 on the first one, 13 on the second. All right, you notice that there are three pegs askew, and your first check was able to fix one of them. Perhaps there's someone more skilled here than us at preparing this. Is Gilby still around? What's her name? Gilby? Demon child? Gilby, yeah, you asked her to stay with you. She's still there. Gilby? Gail, yeah, G-A-I-L-B-Y. Oh, Gailby? The German word for yellow is Gelb, and the fact that she's wearing oh. yellow makes me think her name is Gelby. That's cool. Yeah. Cursed. Does someone else? Oh. Mystery solved. Yellow, also the color of madness from like a literary the yellow wallpaper. So the, the signs were there. Maybe she just has jaundice. <laughs> um, as I walk by the her room, is the Kenku dead in there? Um, the Kenku is not in that room. Okay, where'd the blood come from? As you look to the left, the room that the Kenku had locked is not locked anymore. You go inside and you see- I just like- Yeah, you notice the Kenku has a huge bloody mark on the side of its head. Are you okay? You don't hear a response. Are you sleeping? Is the scene safe? Is the scene safe? I would like to perceive to see if the scene is safe. Oh uh, yeah, make a perception check. 10? I leave. I close the yeah, door. It doesn't. I mean, I would not be in there. You you get that feeling. Don't don't be in. The I room. give a big. Yeah. As I close the door behind me. Does the party wish to head upstairs where the others are to try to ask them for assistance or? Yeah, I think Gwyneth is gonna scoop up the book and grab Gailby by the hand. Yeah, is there a way we can like get it on like the rug? Can we like pick it up with the rug so we don't have to touch it? Yeah, sure. You can pick up that green rug. Um, you come upstairs and you find that uh, Gailby's father and Catula are standing over a passed out Varnier. What has transpired here, friend? What has transpired with you? Veneer just came out of nowhere and attacked us. Crazy things are happening these days, don't you think? So sadly, we had to knock her out. You did the right thing. Now, are either one of- My daughter! What is- What have you done to her? I believe that she was under the same sort of possession that Veneer and, unfortunately, Jin have undergone. I'm fine now, though. 
Thank you for worrying. Now, are either one of you adept at mechanical issues? Is that my rug? Yes, and you'll thank me later. And I'm just gonna like unveil it. This is a very evil book with a broken music box that is cursed. Stand back then. I will place it on the ground and hands up. Wait, did you ask him to fix it or is he gonna smash it? We need you to fix it, sir. <laughs> That's important. He looks at it and uh, I rolled really freaking well. So let's give it up for me. Woo! The one time we want the DN to roll well. I was about to say. <laughs> the cylinder comes together. However, you see that he feels pain in his mind. But the book is complete. And it begins to pop open. Uh, once it is fixed, the music box plays the tune that you've been hearing. Except there is one part of the verse that you've never heard before at the very end. See a daughter grinding grain Wish the spirit's time was through Trap set for the chateau bane Her millstone killed it true The book springs open to reveal a pop-up section. In the four pop-ups, you see the following. A mother scything the father's limbs off, the mother losing her hand to a dog, and a boy drowning. Each of these images have a ghostly presence behind them, snickering maniacally. However, the fourth image is of a little girl crushing this ghostly presence with a millstone. The book trembles, and its mechanical inner workings squeal to a halt for a moment before stirring back to life. You hear clicks, and shadows burst forth from the book like steam from a kettle, collecting along the ceiling until wisps of darkness outline a vague humanoid figure. Meanwhile, the scenes inside the book transform, creating an entirely new picture that includes tiny cutout figures of yourselves. The ghostly presence of Shemsheim is now clear to you all. He lashes out and attacks. Roll initiative. I am going to yeah, die. Yeah, this is not looking well. Oh no. We have to crush him with the millstone, right? So why'd we fix it? We could have just smashed it. 25 to 20. 26, buddy. Yo! Oh Wind. shit. 20 to 15. 15 to 10. 11. And then 10 to 5? Five? 5. 4. Alright, all right, that wasn't as bad as I thought. Wind, you begin. Just for reference for you guys, the middle floor is what you are currently on. You are by the table. Okay. Do I have to do... I have to waste an action and do a perception roll to see what's on this table. Even yeah. just like a cursory glance. Just like, you know, the way that you just like scan the battlefield for I where mean, people are. I guess it depends on how much you is want. Is there shit like, on the table? It's a big fucking heavy table with books on it. And remind me, this flying statue... The flying statue of the book. That's above you. That's in the floor above you. Is it like hanging from something or it's just like in the air? Well, you didn't get to analyze it before, but you assume that it's not probably magical. It's probably hanging from something. I'm too stupid oh for my this gosh. game. This is inspired. Both of you had such great ideas and I'm over here like, ooh, guess I gotta hit it. <laughs> I think it's because I got startled right away and I'm like the first one. I'm just gonna go ahead and shoot it anyways. All right, give me an attack yeah. roll. That was a nat one. Yeah, the, the the end of the arrow is going to hit your finger. Just take one point of piercing damage. I guess I'm going to throw Hunter's Mark on that as a bonus action, then I'm done. Hell yeah. 
Uh, that'll bring us next to Catula, actually. And she will go over and she will swipe with her claws. Hit! Three points of slashing damage as she slashes into the creature. That'll bring us to the next person in the order, which is Dilly. I feel like I probably didn't get a great look at the giant hangy book statue the first time around. So I think what I want to do... Could I take an action to run up to the next floor? Give you a dash and you can get right up to the statue. Yeah, so could I dash to the statue and investigate? You dash up to the spiral statue and you run up to the top. The flying book sculpture, um, it's a huge piece of work. It is 12 feet across. It, it looks like it weighs almost a ton. Um, you notice just covered in the etch, it says, be curious. It is suspended by three chains. Right. And it's just like hanging over the table of the, the yes. metal floor. Where uh, okay. Shemshine and Ebdar are near. Okay. Can I shout down to the group and be like, get the monster in the middle and get out of the way. All right, then. Um, I will let that go to Jin, then. So wait, the book is on the table. Shemshine is near the book. I will use my step of the wind to bonus action dash. Get right up them stairs. Jin sees the whole plan. I'm going to whip out my quarterstaff and I'm going to try and loose this book. I actually want to jump on top of the book sculpture just to see if my weight will do it itself. <laughs> if you jump on top of it, the chain, the three chains holding it have a lot of weight to it. It doesn't seem like you jumping on it will break it. Then I will hit one. You'll hit one of the chains. All right, give me an attack on the chain. Yeah, that is a natural 20. All right, that'll definitely hit one of the chains. You can roll for damage. Thank you. I didn't specify that I was doing it two-handed, so I will not. Be sure to mention when you're using a versatile weapon, folks. Learn from me. <laughs> that is 11 damage. 11 damage. You you take your staff and you break clean through one of the chains. Two are still holding you, but you notice the statue begins to wobble with you on it. Gwyneth! Really? Okay. I've rolled real Yeah, bad. I was gonna say, jeez. I'm gonna I'm gonna go mind spike. So right, I spell. need a wisdom saving throw, please. That'll be a eleven. That fails. Sixteen points of psychic damage, please. And now you know it's yes, that was that was the big thing. So she's yeah. reaching into the mind and essentially twisting. Yeah, you are you are one. You know Shemshime. You got his number. Yes, and she's officially latching onto that essence on the off chance it disappears, so she'll be able to follow it and know where it is. Very good. You see that the psychic damage definitely does a number to Shemshime. His form begins to shift, and you hear screams of pain. However, that does bring us to Shemshime's turn. He is actually going to attack Gale B's father. And I'm sorry to report that this is going to cause him to go down. Oh my god. A necrotic hand pierces his chest. He coughs a little blood and is thrown away. Like in a dead way, or like... That's up for you to analyze. But is he off of the table? He has been thrown from the table. <laughs> I'm so sorry, buddy. I require Wynn's turn now, and we are back to the top of the order. Okay, um, and how high up are these chains that are holding this book? You could definitely shoot it. Yes, I'm going to say that if you roll really bad, you do have a friend, Jin, that is currently on top of the chain. You might I can them. catch it. Okay, all right, then, yeah, go for it. Shoot it. I'm doing fine. All right, so that is an 11. Yeah, the 11 is sadly not going to hit it. It flies past the chain. 
I'm gonna lean down a little bit to the left. <laughs> That'll bring us then to Catula. Catula is enraged by what just happened to Edvar and swipes again at the beast. Um, it does hit, and it deals four points of damage towards this creature. That'll bring us to Dilly. I have something that can maybe take out both chains at once, but it would also hurt you. I'm fine. You can't kill me. Do is it. Is there consent here? Okay. Strong verbal yes. Okay. Um, I would like to cast Shatter centered on the chains, and I'm trying to shatter the chains. And because chains don't have saving throws, uh, they fail. Ten on both of the chains. The statue begins to come down. I do have slow fall, so I will fall slower. Oh, yeah. I want to do like kick off the book as it falls down and do like a cool like yeah. back bend. Right as like, I want to land in the second floor, but like right before it hits the table. As Jin flips back and you hear the thunder from Dilly's magic, the chains break. You see the giant book statue come down onto the second floor and crush Shemshime with its 1,500 pound weight. You have created your own millstone in this new story. Shemshime screeches as he becomes squished, and don't get me wrong, this is not just your average squish. This is the squish to end all squishes. <laughs> Knowledge rules. The dark energy from Shemshime is then pulled back into his original book. You see the book's mechanical mechanisms go as it shuts back on itself. You don't feel the presence of the curse anymore, for the song has ended. That was such a good idea. Like, that didn't even cross my mind. Yeah, good well, you job, You guys are brilliant. Varnir begins to wake up after she attacked her friends and says, oh, What? What is taking place here, my?" My statue! I think you'll come to find that sacrifices had to be made. Gwyneth is going to run over to Ebder and check on him because Galeby is clearly in distress. Give me a medicine check. That was only a 10. You, you don't sense any life emanating from him at this moment. Oh no. Catula begins to pick up Ebder. As she does, you see vines emanate from the tabaxi's hand onto Ebder's wounds across his chest. She begins to say, With all the knowledge in Candlekeep, there must be someone who could heal this man. Galeby, she reaches out her hand. Come with me now. I'm going to shout down from the balcony. I'm going to be like, I'm sorry, I can't help. I failed out of my CPR class. Um... But I'm sure someone else could do a pretty good job. <laughs> Gailby then turns to Catula and says, Will my father be okay? Catula takes a moment and then states, Nature is such a funny thing, Gailby, but you were his world. He can never leave because of that. I think Gwyneth is kneeling on the floor and just slowly starts crying and says... Even though I can see into the future, it never makes these things less heartbreaking. Hey, I don't know if we should talk about who's going to pay for all these damages, because uh, uh, I don't know how to tell you all this, but I'm in a lot of debt, so I hope someone else can cover all the Not charges the time. for the broken book statue and stuff. Uh, Varnier turns around. No, 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 don't, don't, don't worry about that at all. That is, that is absolutely fine. All of you have done... A good thing here. You've 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 saved us of this curse. I will I will take this book and banish it to the farthest depths that I could find. 
Certainly the book is of no harm to anyone now, right? But I don't want anyone ever finding it. We're burying this thing. You know, but here's the thing, right? Like you buried, the, there was the skulls buried out back, and we still found those. Could you just burn it or something? We will consult the highest knowledge clerics in Candlekeep. Make sure there's never a way to wind up the music box. She pulls into a pouch of hers, and she pulls out a very magical-looking bag. And she holds it out in front of her and says, A token of my appreciation. Gwyneth takes it from her hands. It is a good old standard bag of holding. Ugh. Classic. What's in the bag? I, I don't, um, I don't have anything much in it except a, a handful of gold pieces, but hopefully it allows you to carry more things, whether it's knowledge or riches or whatever you might find. And we will carry you all in our hearts. On those coins, like, um, I, I'm a dibs those. So, yeah. Not how that's working. Well, over my dead fucking body. It was my idea with the, with the, the flying book. So I think I should get like a like a hero's compensation, something. We'll talk about it. Allow me to let you all out of this dismal place, so you can go and enjoy the actual beauties of knowledge and this library itself, and see some fresh air once again. She begins to walk upstairs and all of you follow and she opens the latch and a, a beautiful amount of radiant light pierces out of it. You as a party begin walking down this hallway towards the light, accompanied by Ebder's body, carried by the tabaxi, and the young girl, Galby. Gwyneth takes Galby by the hand. Thank you. She's very shocked, doesn't know how to feel right now. I, I don't know much yet, and I know I've went on and on about my research before, but uh, I hope that there is something I can research about putting a stop to things like this. I have a feeling everything's going to be okay. Well, I wish you all luck in whatever um, knowledge and adventure you seek, and I hope maybe one day we come face to face again. I hope it is under better circumstances. My magic will keep him in this state, so as long as we find someone, he will be okay. But until next time, best of luck. Good luck to you. Warm sunlight bathes you as you come to the end of the hallway. In the distance, you see on top of a mountain the large library of Candlekeep. The Tabaxi and Galeby begin to bolt in that direction in hopes to find some cleric who could help them. As for your party, you all came to Candlekeep for various different reasons. You probably didn't expect after your first day to solve a centuries-year-old curse that threatened to plague the rest of the world. There are many more mysteries to discover within Candlekeep. But for now, we close our book with one chapter of Candlekeep Mysteries behind us. Yay. We did it! Yay! Oh what a you journey know, that book is. In retrospect, I picked a shockingly irreverent name for such a serious <laughs> mystery. I thought we were going to have a different tone this evening. Well, you know, there's always more Candlekeep mysteries, so there could always be a different tone in the future. Who knows? Yeah, let's do the serial Woo! killer one next. I was about to say, that's probably a light tone, right? <laughs> Quite really blip is not, maybe not the right choice for serial killers either. Well, I mean, if we ever wanted to continue these characters or something else, uh, there's plenty more of Candlekeep to play. So if you guys at home liked what you heard here today, there's more Candlekeep, there's more adventures that can be had. And this group is some of my favorite people. So 
definitely. But you know where to find Aaron and myself. We always include our Instagrams and the podcast itself. But we want to have you find the amazing players that we played with. So let's start with Rachel. Rachel, where can people find you? Oh, gosh. Um, Yeah, you can find me at my website, www.rachelbarkalow.com. It has some travel photos. It has some of my acting work and uh, just some general information about me. I also uh, have a knitting Instagram because I'm a grandmother and it's called Knitting and Root. (laughs) I was hoping you would plug the knitting. Yes. And Alisa, where could we we find you? Beautiful quackadilly. You know, I'd really rather you didn't find me. No, I mean. A mystery. A mystery. Some people like to stay hidden. I mean, the FBI has done so much work to keep me, you know, under the radar with the witness protection program. I would hate to undermine all of their efforts, um, but it's been wonderful moonlighting here under my pseudonym, Elisa Hoover. So who knows? Maybe you've seen me already and you just didn't even know it. That's a fair point. We never know. Another mystery to solve next time. And Ryan, where can people find you? I don't really do the social media thing, so nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. He's better than us. I will tell you, there is one place that you will be able to find everyone. Next week, we'll be coming back with another podcast with the same cast of characters where we're going to talk back on Candlekeep, some of our adventures that we've had in past D&D campaigns, and just a really nice talk amongst a bunch of friends. Thank you guys all so much for tuning in. And one mystery is closed, but who knows what else lies out there. So until next time in another mystery. Take care, everyone.